This is Own Your Retirement with Albert Lalonde from Kaizen Financial Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Albert Lalonde provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Own Your Retirement with Albert Lalonde. Hello, and welcome back to Own Your Retirement. My name is Albert Lalonde from Kaizen Financial Group. If you'd like more information about what you hear during our show today, give us a call at 586-752-7008 or visit us online at www.kaizenfinancialgroup.com. And while at my website, click on the radio page to check out past shows and to subscribe to our program on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Now, if you're retired or close to it, there's a lot to consider. Where do you want to live? Do you want to work a few hours a week doing something fun? Do you have the necessary cash flow to maintain the kind of lifestyle you want? These are all big questions that require good answers. However, there are some things about retirement preparation that fly under the radar. One of the biggest under the radar questions that you should ponder is what you'll do if you need to borrow money after you've clocked out of the office for the last time. At first blush, a lot of folks may simply presume that borrowing money after retirement is impossible. After all, no income, no loan, right? Well, truth be told, while getting a loan after you're done working can be a little more challenging, it's far from impossible. That said, if you need a loan while you're retired, you'll want to craft a plan that doesn't put your broader retirement strategy at risk. But before we begin kicking around some ideas for taking out a loan in retirement, let me introduce my outstanding co-host, Tony Shore, who I'd never consider putting up as collateral, no matter how good the terms are. Uh, hey, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, uh, yeah, yeah, that's great. Uh, I appreciate that, uh, <laughs> keeping me around, uh, not getting rid of me. But sounds like you've got an interesting show planned for us, so... Uh, I'm really looking forward to this one, but I've been great. Uh, really uh, been getting outside, trying to get some things done, a little nicer weather. Uh, had a great week. How about you? What's going on over there? Yeah, same thing. Weather was great here in Michigan. Uh, didn't have too much rain. Got to enjoy the outdoors, get on the boat a little bit with my dog. And, uh, you know, it's just a lot of R&R. Sometimes you just need that. Yeah, a little rest and relaxation. Well, um, you know, uh, I think you've hit on something here for a topic today that's going to be an interesting one. I mean, you know, how many people out there while considering retirement think they're going to need a loan a few years into retirement? That's that's a rarity, I would think. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a fair point. Uh, in fact, uh, an Investopedia article, uh, 10 Ways to Borrow When Retired, um, actually has several options that may work for retirees who need a loan. Uh, the first is a mortgage loan, which you know uses the home you're uh, looking to buy as collateral. Uh, for many retirees, this one may be tricky because of income requirements. However, depending on your asset allocation, this type of loan may not be out of reach. A home equity loan is another potential option. Uh, with this one, you're borrowing against the equity you've built up in your current home. 
Now, generally, a borrower needs to have between 15 and 20% equity in their home, um, a loan to value ratio of, let's say, to 80 to about 85%, and a credit score north of 620. Now, home equity line of credit is another option that's similar to a home equity loan. Uh, Both of these loans are secured by your home. Uh, Home equity loan actually gives you an upfront lump sum that you pay back over time with a fixed rate and payment. A line of credit is used only when you need it and generally has a variable interest rate and payments that aren't fixed. Okay, so where does uh, potentially refinancing your home fit into all of this? Ooh, that's a great question. Well, you know, a cash out refinance loan allows you to refinance for more than you owe, but for less than your home's value. Now, that extra amount becomes a secured uh, cash loan. But be aware, however, that unless you're refinancing for a shorter term, you'll end up increasing the amount of time it would take you to actually pay off your mortgage. So another option could be the reverse mortgage loan. Uh, Supplies a regular income stream or let's say a lump sum that's determined by the value of your home. The loan is paid back when the homeowner dies or leaves the home. We're going to address reverse mortgages in far more details, however, later in this show. Mm, That'll be interesting. Uh, How about auto loans, though? I would imagine that uh, a lot of people are going to purchase a new car at least once during retirement, right? Oh, for sure. I mean, Thankfully, auto loans aren't typically uh, much of a hurdle for most uh, retirees because the loan itself is secured by the vehicle you're purchasing. Now, while buying new wheels with cash means you won't have to mess with paying interest, you should only do so if you're sure it won't drain your savings. Well, that makes sense to me. I mean, if a monthly auto payment is manageable, you could go that route rather than taking a big chunk of cash out of the bank. Oh, for sure. Especially in today's uh, low interest rates, you know. Um, in fact, a debt consolidation loan is also something that some retirees may also benefit from. Uh, this is an unsecured loan that may help you refinance your current debt load with a lower interest rate. Now, you should note that going this route may mean it will take you longer to pay off your debt, especially if it's lower, if it lowers your payments. Well, and if you're A retiree who may be in the market for a loan, working with somebody like yourself, Albert, an experienced financial services professional, is probably the way to go. That's a solid move. Yeah, I agree with you on that one, Tony. Um, I think that people do need to make sure that they have someone that's, uh, you know, a experienced professional so they can at least give them all their options in that. Uh, In fact, uh, another thing older folks should be aware of is that if they still have student loans, and I I'm seeing a lot more of this, Tony. Uh, failure to pay on them could mean part of their Social Security is withheld. And if you have concerns about heading into retirement with student loans, you may want to discuss deferments or even a forbearance uh, with a financial service professional. Uh, and I should also mention that both unsecured loans and lines of credit may be other options for retirees. Though they're more difficult to get, they don't expose assets to risk. Now, you can utilize banks, credit unions, peer-to-peer loans that are funded by investors, and credit cards with a 0% introductory annual rate. Uh, You'll want to be pretty particularly uh, careful with the last one, though, because you should only take credit card option if you know you can pay the entire thing off in that first year. And one uh, other plug for why you may want to work with a financial service professional 
any one of these options could be problematic for your retirement strategy. Uh, being cognizant of, well, I guess that can help you make decisions that won't jeopardize the retirement you've basically dreamed of. Right. Well, and this has been a great discussion. I mean, we're talking about um, some of the ways that people may be able to secure loans should they need them after they've retired and uh, some great information so far. What do you have for us next? Well, you know, during our first segment, we spoke briefly about reverse mortgages. I mentioned that we discussed them in more detail later in the show. So let's just do that now. Um, it, it can sometimes seem like you can't get through a single night of channel surfing without seeing that actor with the mustache who played a private investigator, right? On a hit 1980 TV show, trying to talk you into a reverse mortgage, Tony. Um, but are they really all, well, you know, they're cracked up to be. Well, as Investopedia article, Five Signs a Reverse Mortgage is a Bad Idea, explains that a reverse mortgage allows homeowners who are at least 62 to convert their home equity into income. You may have guessed the article doesn't look uh, fondly at them, but let's take a deeper dive. Uh, like any other financial product, reverse mortgages may be a good solution for some people, but they aren't, I guess, something you should just jump right into. Uh, they require a lot of research, a lot of thought, and most importantly, a lot of conversations with your financial services professional. Well, that's interesting. I think reverse mortgages are a fascinating part of the financial landscape. And um, I'll be honest, I, I'm not I've they've been explained to me before and, and mm -hmm. you've mentioned them before, but uh, I can recall a time when thanks in large part, I guess, to aggressive marketing, it seemed like the perfect financial solution had fallen from the heavens and right into our laps. <laughs> uh, but eventually there's been some pushback. So I, I guess, as you implied a moment ago, a lot of financial tools work for some people work quite well for some people and maybe for other people. Uh, they don't work as well because everybody's situation is different, I guess, right? Yeah, you're right, Tony. That's absolutely right. Um, you know, while we're going to spend uh, this segment examining, I guess, some of the potential negatives with reverse mortgage, the truth is that if you've done your homework and think they might, uh, you know, basically fit your specific situation, by all means, make your case to your financial service professional. Now, Investopedia's first warning bell is that a reverse mortgage might negatively affect the inheritance you intend to leave your loved ones. Uh, and when a homeowner uh, with a reverse mortgage pass passes away, their spouse or family would typically pay off the loan, which often means selling the house to generate the needed funds. If the house sells for more than remaining balance, the excess goes to the estate. But if the home sells for less, your heirs don't see a dime and FHA insurance makes up the gap. That's why you must pay mortgage insurance premiums if you take out a reverse mortgage. Mm. If I have this right, then if you want to leave your house to somebody and you want a reverse mortgage, you should be certain that the people you want to leave the home to can pay off the loan. That's exactly right. You know, and along those same lines, if you have people living with you, whether family or friends, and uh, they aren't on the loan's paperwork, they could be put in a tough spot after your death. Additionally, people who live with you may be forced out of the home if you move out and are gone for more than a year because a reverse mortgage requires the borrower to live in the house as their primary residence. Long story short, if the borrower passes away, sells the home, or moves out, 
the loan is due immediately. One potential solution to get around this is to list the people who live with you on the paperwork. But bear in mind that anyone under the age of 62 who lives with you is ineligible to be listed as a borrower. Sure. Sure. And I I don't think those restrictions would apply to everyone, but uh, could be a concern for some. Now, uh, earlier you mentioned the importance of working with someone like yourself, a financial services professional, if you're considering a reverse mortgage. But I think the point is really driven home by those comments about what could happen if you have people living with you. Yes. I mean, you know, um, and, you know, there are other factors. I mean, medical bills are a common reason that many people seek a reverse mortgage. Uh, but again, there's a lot to consider with this move. While a reverse mortgage may provide the cash you need to cover those bills, you have to stay healthy enough to continue making the home your primary residence. If your health situation worsens and you eventually end up in a, let's say, long-term care facility for more than 12 consecutive months, you're on the hook to repay the loan in full because your home is no longer your primary residence. Right. Now, on a yearly basis, you'll have to certify in writing that the home you have a reverse mortgage on is still your primary residence. Okay. Uh, it seems to me that if you're considering a reverse mortgage, you better plan to stay a while, right? <laughs> That's absolutely right. You know, and if you think you might move relatively soon, whether for health reasons or even by choice, a reverse mortgage may not be the smart play because of significant upfront expenses like lender fees, initial mortgage insurance costs, and then ongoing mortgage insurance premiums. And don't forget, closing costs like property title insurance, home appraisal bills, and inspection fees. Now, if you have to suddenly leave your home or sell it, you have a mere six months to repay the loan. And while it's true that you're entitled to uh, any profits beyond what you owe on the loan, you already have shelled out probably potentially thousands of dollars just in cost. Sure. Sure. And, uh, you know, after this segment, I know I'd have uh, some reservations about a reverse mortgage, specifically if I was uh, had some of those circumstances. Well, I think that's fair, Tony. Um, but I also don't want to suggest that reverse mortgages are a uh, fool's errand. As, as I said earlier, they are likely a very good solution for some folks. I just want our listeners to know a reverse mortgage isn't free money. It's a very uh, nuanced and heavily regulated product that should be thoroughly researched before a final decision is made. All right. Well, if our listeners want to sit down and go over this with you as part of their overall financial plan or retirement planning, how can they get a hold of you? Oh, wonderful. Yes, they can get a hold of me at uh, my website, www.kaizenfinancialgroup.com, or you can even call us at the office at 586-752-7008, and we'd be more than happy to assist you if you have some reverse mortgage uh, questions or concerns. All right. Now, this is Own Your Retirement with our host, Albert Lalonde. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore, and we've been kicking around some of the ways people may be able to find extra money after they've retired. And in that first segment, Albert, you looked at several uh, different loan options, and then you were looking at reverse mortgages in our last segment. Uh, What do you have for us now? Well, you know, beyond various loans, a common way for retired folks to free up some extra money is also the downsize. Uh, On the surface, downsizing seems pretty simple, right? Sell your big house and buy a smaller house and enjoy lower utility bills and other expenses. 
But as in the Investopedia article, four mistakes people make when downsizing retirement shows us there are some hazards just waiting to trip you up along your path to downsizing, Tony. Yeah, it seems like there always is something we need to be aware of. (laughs) Uh, So uh, there's more to it than just a for sale sign and a few trips to Goodwill. I'm certainly intrigued. What do you have for us there? Well, the first potential pitfall is overestimating what your home is worth. Plenty of people think they're going to cash in when they sell their home, especially yeah. when the news is full of stories about soaring prices right now. Yeah, it's like uh, I, always, I always say, Albert, people always think their stuff is worth more, right? <laughs> of course. And and when the house down the street fetches, let's say, a tidy sum, the dollar signs actually you see whenever you envision selling your home can become all the more intoxicating. However, do you really know what the house down the street netted? And how does it differ in, in quality to yours? Did uh, its owners put in new windows and a new AC before it hit the market? Finally, don't forget to consider the market when the house sold. Markets ebb and flow, which means if you're selling your house a year after the one down the street, you could be staring at a very different economic environment. Well, yeah, even in my own life, I know people who have really benefited from uh, bringing in a local real estate agent to give them an honest assessment of their home's current condition and market value. I think that's a smart play uh, and uh, that's a no-brainer. No, that's a great point, Tony, definitely. And while that real estate pro is evaluating your home, don't forget to ask them for some advice about fairly easily uh, or easy spruce ups that we should say uh, that could make your home more attractive once uh, that for sale sign is out front. Now, the next potential stumbling block is underestimating what your next home is going to run you. Now, everyone hopes to find their next dream home at an even dreamier price, but are you ready to get into a bidding war? Because sometimes that's exactly what the market causes. Or are you ready to consider different communities if your preferred, uh, let's say, town or city is out of your price range? Yeah, that is something to consider. But what should a person do to make sure they don't end up with a bad case of sticker shock? sweat equity tony hit the internet and research 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 look at the last several months of purchase prices in the areas you're most interested in if you're looking to move a significant distance from your current home make sure you spend a lot of time in your potential new community and do it in different seasons uh in this community Everything you thought it was when it comes to buying your next home, especially if you're retired, impulsiveness can be a very dangerous thing. Now, as for the home itself, be very aware of add-ons that can drive up the price in a hurry. If you're purchasing a nicely uh, priced condo that's currently under construction, agreeing to the latest and greatest appliances and other amenities can rocket you and your financial strategy well past the initial price estimate. Interesting. And I'll admit, I've never given things like add-ons much of a thought, but after you hearing you explain it, it's easy to see what they could do to that bottom line. Oh, for sure, Tony. You know, I mean, of course, we, all, we always want everything, but you got to remember the price that comes with it. Yeah. Now, another potential downside to downsizing is forgetting to adequately consider tax implications. As the article notes, the IRS currently allows most couples to exclude as much as a half a million dollars in gains from their taxable income. A single person can typically exclude as much as $250,000. Among 
many other factors, the rule is consider how long you've owned and lived in the home. Now, you may want to begin with IRS publication 523 titled Selling Your Home, which actually details the tax implications of selling your home. Uh, And selling your home in a way that minimizes your tax burden uh, certainly strikes me as a great reason to meet with someone like yourself, a financial services professional too, Albert. Oh, yes. I mean, out of everything we've discussed in this segment, the notion of working with a financial service professional to devise a solid downsizing strategy is probably the most important takeaway uh, for our listeners. Uh, the article's final trap to avoid, however, while downsi- downsizing is forgetting about closing costs. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Those closing costs. And I believe me, I've been there. I'm sure many listeners are not in agreement with you, Tony. Uh, When it comes to those closing costs, though, you're likely looking at legal fees, recording fees, title insurance, and a healthy list of various other charges. And you'll be facing closing costs as both a buyer and seller. And don't forget about the commission to the realtor, which can be as high as 6%. But fear not. Though it sounds like a lot, you can prepare for them so long as you're aware of them. Yeah. Yep. Uh, And being prepared for these types of things is so important. But first, we have to know about them, like you say. And that's what the show is for. It's been a great show, but we're out of time. Is there anything else you want to add, Albert, before we have to go today? You know, if you'd like more information about what we've discussed, I would just encourage you to visit my website at www.kaizenfinancialgroup.com or give my office a call at 586-752-7008. It's our goal to help you prepare for the retirement you've worked so hard for, so don't be shy if you have questions, folks. All right. Thanks, Albert. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Own Your Retirement with our host, Albert Lalonde. Thank you for listening to Own Your Retirement. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Albert Lalonde at Kaizen Financial Group. Call 586-752-7008 or visit them online at kaizenfinancialgroup.com. Advisory services offered through Kaizen Wealth Management LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Michigan. Insurance products and services are offered through Kaizen Financial Group LLC, an affiliated company. Albert Lalonde and Kaizen Financial Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.